Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Michael Warren. Michael, you saw the president's presser today. Yet another step in rebranding, remarketing, and retooling Obamacare. How did he do? Well, I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of the press conference or the press event or whatever you call it was. So it's kind of hard to say uh, how he did, what, because I don't know what, exactly what he was trying to accomplish. Was oh, wait. He, was okay. He trying you know, you have the President of the United States, you have a limited amount of people's time and attention. Surely he had some core message. It couldn't have been just a rambling, bumbling, 30 minutes that started 30 minutes late thing, could it? Is that possible? Maybe that wasn't the intent. I think that I think what he, what he ostensibly was trying to do was, uh, was reassure, uh, I, I think, his supporters out there, uh, the folks who you know, the true believers of Obama and Obamacare that, uh, you know, uh, everything was going fine. Uh, uh, the, the, the website, all the problems with that website uh, were, were, were just that, problems with the website, not problems with the law itself. And to sort of go forth and, and spread the word of Obamacare uh, in, in, uh, in this holiday season and, uh, and, and, and think that the problems of the website are in the past. I, I don't think the the evidence doesn't show that that's that that's true, but uh, but that's certainly I think the message he was trying to get across. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it was rambling. It was uh, it didn't seem, if from from an outsider's perspective, to really have much of a point. Uh, and I don't think the facts are going to uh, back up uh, what he was trying to say. You know, it's interesting because you would think that he, you know, you're going to put this uh, energy together. You, you know, the time and attention it takes that you're going to have crafted some move-people-forward strategy. And other than argument by anecdote, which is fine. I mean, you know, people respond to anecdotes and to good stories. But he has to know that for every anecdote he has, ABC, CBS, Fox has 15 anecdotes on the other side of the argument. It really, all I can think is maybe, as you just mentioned, Michael, maybe he's just trying to let Democrats know he's not going to give up on this thing. He's going to keep fighting, so they're stuck fighting to defend it, too. Well, I guess that the idea is, is Democrats, particularly ahead of these 2014 elections, are going to get hammered over Obamacare. Even if they weren't in uh, Congress in 2010 to right. vote for it, uh, they've, they've still been uh, supporting it since then. And so he's sort of uh, giving them a little message of, hey, I've got your back. But, you know, I thought it was interesting. He, he, the, the other side of this is he's trying to blame Republicans and blame Republicans in Washington for saying, for trying to sabotage the law or not, not trying to work with him to, to improve the law. Right. Uh, I guess that he didn't remember that none of the Republicans voted for the law, so I don't know why <laughs> they would continue, they would try to, to, to help support it. Um, but uh, regardless, you, you mentioned the point that for every every good story, you know, somebody who, who, who benefited from Obamacare, there's going to be three, four, five more stories uh, of, of people who've lost their insurance or are paying more. Um, and, and that's not because of anything Republicans in Washington are doing. If you're watching these, uh, you know, we, we post a lot of them at theweeklystandard.com. They're local news stories. Right. They're, they're, they're these local TV stations who go out and, and find these people, and they, they, I don't think they have to go very far to find them. So I, I don't think this is going to be changing anytime soon and, and and so again you know he can say that things are going to get better i think he said uh it's going to keep getting better uh but but once 
you know, people start uh, uh, finding out. I mean, we heard from the Washington Post that uh, about a third of the people who, and CMS disputes this number, but about a, a third of the people uh, who, who, have, who have signed up to try to enroll, right. uh, their enrollment forms uh, haven't gone through correctly. Uh, and so they may wind up not even getting the insurance they thought they were buying. So, <laughs> this is, so, so let's, let's put I, these two things put together. Let's, let's, that this is going to Michael, work. Let's, let's do these together. On the one hand, you have the president telling us it's going to get great. He said, I love how he said 500,000 people are poised to get insurance. In other words, they don't have it. So, and, and that number is not particularly high. That's not that impressive. And on the other hand, as you just pointed out, we have his own administration telling people, you need to call the insurance company directly that you think you signed up for coverage with through the exchange to find out if you really signed up for coverage through the exchange. You put those two together for anyone who's paying any attention at all in a midday press conference, that's really who you're going to reach, and they just don't go together. It's as though the president is looking the facts right in the eye and ignoring them. Right. I think that, you know, facts can be stubborn things, as some uh, smart man once said. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that is why uh, those of us who pay attention to politics are having this cognitive dissonance between what he's saying and what we know we read every single day again i think this is this is a lot of in a lot of ways a last ditch effort to not only get his supporters let them know that you know he's still behind them and he's uh, it, that this law and, and his presidency is something worth fighting for but also maybe to to grab any more of those low information voters who have been hearing all these bad things about obamacare that uh, hey, maybe maybe now we've gotten over this, and in in their terms, changed the narrative from this law being a disaster to uh, these were some early hiccups, and uh, everything is going to be fine. Uh, but look, this is this is the same problem that uh, Obamacare had from the beginning, from when it started in October, which is high expectations that the the facts on the ground uh, are not going to uh, uh, reveal to to have been. Uh, right. uh, true. So this is, I, I think he's setting himself up for even more failure if, if anybody's listening anymore. And that's what, what I ask myself is if you're a Democrat in a swing district or in a red state and you keep waiting for the president to throw you a lifeline, you know, so we're, we're going to get the website up and running by December 1st. Well, clearly it's not really up and running and the media cycles dominated with all these other stories. Uh, the back end isn't even finished yet and on and on. So then you think, okay, he's going to do another press conference. He's going to throw me a lifeline by coming out and really going for it. Well, he didn't really hit it out of the he, – he, he, I don't think he hit a single, really. Not much impact either way, even if you're a fan of the president. Then uh, your colleague, Steve Hayes, has been reporting that there's, there's expecting a kind of a, a counterattack against the Republicans. I wonder how many of these uh, uh, efforts these swing state and swing district Democrats are going to wait through for the president to somehow give them a path forward to other than total collapse in 2014 before they bail and say that that's I'm just not going down with this ship. Uh, that's a really interesting question. I mean, you're already seeing Republican challenge. I wrote about this for the Weekly Standard a, a couple of weeks ago. Republican challengers to sitting House Democrats who are saying hey, we're going to run aggressively against Obamacare. Uh, again, a lot of those are Democrats who weren't even in the House in, in 2010, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, will probably still suffer by their association with the president. Uh, I think in the House you'll see maybe uh, a lot more. We saw with that, that Upton bill a few weeks ago where uh, 39 House Democrats said, uh, thanks but no thanks, we're, we're going uh, to vote with the Republicans here to try to 
you know, make this this fix and has really kind of embarrassed the president a little bit. Uh, you, you're likely to see more more of that in the House. The Senate's a little trickier. I mean, someone like Mary Landrieu in in Louisiana, who's who's running for re-election, Democrat, uh, she's embraced the law. She's uh, she had this uh, this this sort of Upton-esque fix. Uh, that she was going to try to do for the website, uh, or, or excuse me, rather for for people who were losing their health insurance, um, but 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 there are too many statements or people for Democrats like that, particularly in these high-profile races like the Senate. Uh, it's going to make it difficult for them. They'll want to extract themselves uh, uh, from this problem and say, "Look, I'm going to I you know vote for me, but I don't support right. this whole Obamacare thing." It's going to be very difficult for them with the sort of paper trail so to speak, uh, of, of, of statements of them supporting this and voting to uh, keep it around and, 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 and fund it and those sort of things. So uh, this is going to be, a, you know, to use the, meta, uh, the, the cliche, uh, the albatross hanging around their necks, uh, no matter what they, what they try. One last question. You can't see a lifeline that the president could throw them. There's no modification that would do anything other than stop Obamacare in its tracks that would help these endangered Democrats? He could delay it. I mean, or he, he could, he could uh, uh, get enough support in Congress, uh, among Democrats in Congress, to delay it. I mean, I don't think looking at this press conference today that that's his intention, though. Right. I mean, he doesn't, uh, he seems to be going all in on this and, and hoping that these uh, hiccups, as he would probably refer to them, are, uh, are just that. Uh, and not something that is uh, uh, fundamentally uh, uh, that are fundamentally flaws with the law. So I don't I don't see what he could do in that's in his constitution as as Barack Obama as the as the president who for whom this is his signature domestic achievement. Um, he's not given any indication that he's going to throw any kind of lifeline. He said he'll fight for three years if he has to to defend this law. So this is I think it's sticking around. Uh, and he's going to stick to his guns on this, uh, the, all the evidence to the contrary. Democrats, it's going to be a long three years. Michael Warren with the Weekly Standard, thanks so much for being part of today's podcast. Please be sure to check out weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.